What does your prayer life look like? Do you intercede for others? And when you do pray, how do you pray? These are the questions I want you to think about as we look at Daniel chapter 9 today. I'm Dr. Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast, and here's your 7 at 7 devotion. I try to put these devotions out every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. to kind of kick off and end your work week. Today we're starting a new series called Timely Intercession, and it comes from Daniel chapter 9 as we continue to work through the book of Daniel. This is such a significant chapter because it really shows us uh, what a prophetic, timely prayer looks like, and it's a great model for us today. So let's go ahead and look at these verses together, and then we'll talk in more detail about them. Today we're going to cover verses 1 through 3 of Daniel chapter 9. It says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish seventy years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make request by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Just an incredible introduction, and that's all we're going to cover today because there's a lot of background material that we need to bring into this chapter. If you recall, we just finished a chapter uh, of the discussion of uh, the, the vision of the evil horn from Greece, and it left Daniel completely wiped out, and he wasn't sure really what to do with his vision. Uh, today we're looking at the significance of God's continued revelation in the life of Daniel, and at key moments in Daniel's life, we have a specific time that is given to us, the first year of Darius the Mede. Now, I'm with the group that thinks Darius the Mede is, in fact, a, a name for Cyrus the Great, and that that would place this in about 538 BC. And so this puts us roughly uh, almost 70 years. Uh, 70 years is viewed kind of as a round number, but very uh, close to the time frame that was expected when God would end this punishment, this exilic punishment that he put on the people of Israel for their disobedience. And so it's in this moment that Daniel is paying attention to what God is doing, and he decides that he needs to pray. Uh, very, very fascinating. The, the, the timeliness is what's so significant about this, because we need to operate on God's time. You know, my grandpa used to sell insurance, and he would tell the story of a, a time that he was calling lists, and he called a guy, and, and the man was very angry. He said, don't ever call me again. Take me off your list. And so um, he got distracted, and then went back to his list to make calls, and by mistake, he called the same number. And of course, the, the man picked up, and uh, my grandpa recognized his voice, and you know he, he apologized, and the man said, no, 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 as soon as I hung up, my, my, my wife yelled at me, because she had said that uh, we need to get this insurance thing figured out, and I had told her that the next guy that called, I would uh, talk to, and uh, so she just yelled at me for hanging up on you, and so um, they continued a discussion, and the man ended up buying insurance. It's a really interesting story because it's all about timing, and if the mistake hadn't been made and the, the call hadn't gone back to the same individual, there would not have been an opportunity for the sale. Uh, so often in our spiritual life, we neglect the reality that timing matters, and God's time is the right time. And we sometimes are pushing to create things and make things happen sooner than they're supposed to, rather than relying on the timing that God has set. And so what we see here is that this is a conditioned prayer by the Scripture. Daniel is looking at the scripture. He's reading the book of Jeremiah, and he's remembering what Jer Jeremiah said, that God had revealed that the punishment would be 70 years. And Daniel had been taken captive in 605, and now we're just about two years away from 70 years, and he believes that now is the time to make the intercession prayer. 
And so he does. He decides to get himself ready, and he is following the parameters that are given in Scripture. We see that Jeremiah had said that the whole land would be desolate and that the nations would serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. Well, 609, we have the uh, collapse of the Assyrian Empire, and Babylon comes into power in the region. Israel will fall in 605. Josiah will be killed in um, 609, but uh, Israel will fall. Jerusalem will fall in 605. And it's about that time that we believe that Daniel was taken as a captive. So he's in his 80s at this point, and he's been praying and waiting patiently on God's judgment. And so God has now uh, given him clearance to make the intercession prayer. So he gets ready. What do we see? He puts forth a posture of repentance. He is uh, in sackcloth and ashes. He sets his face towards God to make prayer and supplications for his people. Now, what's interesting about this is that the whole situation is embedded in Scripture. God said that there would be an end to the exile, but that the people should wait until the timing in order to uh, expect to be set free. The timing has now come. So in view of scripture, Daniel decides to pray. And then also he prays according to the guidelines set forth in Kings. Solomon, when he dedicates the temple, he says in chapter 8 of 1 Kings, when the people sin against you and you become angry with them and deliver them to the enemy and they are taken captive to the land of the enemy, far or near, yet when they come to themselves in the land where they were carried captive, and repent and make supplication to you in the land of those who took them captive saying we have sinned and have done wrong we have committed wickedness and when they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies who led them away captive and pray to you toward their land which you gave to their fathers the city which you have chosen and the temple which i have built for your name then here in heaven your dwelling place their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you and grant them compassion before those who took them captive that they may have compassion on them. This is the prophecy and Daniel is going to get ready. Very similar that we see in the book of Esther. He's going to take a posture of repentance. He's going to have sackcloth and ashes put upon him and he's going to bow knee and face the direction God calls him to, which in this uh, uh, setting is probably facing uh, Jerusalem. And he's going to give one of the most incredible prayers in the Bible. And that's what we're going to pick up next. But the important thing to recall is that prayer is valuable. And God has called us to be people of prayer. And so I, I want to challenge you to be praying this week and uh, to value prayer and to be patient in your prayer and wait for God's timing for fulfillment. It's a great uh, quote that we have from uh, Martin Luther. He gets up one morning and he says, I have so much to do today. I will spend my first three hours in prayer. I hope that we would have the same kind of heart as Martin Luther. God bless and take care.